Hey, Kevin Draves here with The Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth Speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Welcome you if this is your first time or if you're a regular listener to the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is brought to you by our wonderful supporting partners, Rhymesayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on The Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones. Studio quality with easy accessibility since 1973. All right, so we are back on The Howl, and we are going uh, again this week. Like we did last week, we're actually going to examine closer the uh, after effects of the D'Angelo Russell trade. And like we did last week... We end up making a trade to uh, kind of get our own, uh, quote-unquote, big three. In this case, obviously, having Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, as well as Devin Booker. So far, it has not worked out all that well for us, uh, unfortunately. As in uh, season number one of those guys, uh, full season, I should say. We made the playoffs and lost in round one, even though we were the favorites. And then we actually did not make the playoffs in this most recent 2022 season. By the way, the Lakers end up winning the championship that year, and LeBron James is your finals MVP. 
Lakers over the 76ers. So we're going to jump right ahead into, uh, so this will be part two, basically, because I still think this big three can make it work. I do think that if you're able to uh, bring these guys together, I think it makes a lot of sense. But of course, uh, it's, it's all about what, what it's going to take to get it. Are you going to still have enough pieces around uh, to make it work around them? Uh, one of the big things you've seen from the previous big threes is good role players. You look at the Celtics. They had Rajon Rondo. They had other players that fit in really well. You look at the Heat. They had a number of really good players. And in the case of their big three, they played defense. Uh, unfortunately, Russell, Booker, and Towns, let's be nice about it and just say they're not known for that. So uh, as we jump into the offseason, wow, four of the five uh, things get changed, actually, uh, as far as league meetings. So uh, it looks like uh, backcourt violations have been – they're gone. They uh, now have a sudden death rule in overtime. Let's see. Uh, the the time the offense is given to advance the ball to the front court is 10 seconds. And uh, you can take the ball off the rim. Uh, we're just going to get rid of these rules. We're, we're going to reject them just because we want to try to keep this as uh, – let's just say in this case uh, as realistic as possible. And none of these moves are – are likely to happen. Jumping ahead to the draft lottery. Again, we missed the playoffs. We are going to be a part of the lottery. I, I do believe we have our pick as well. We are, it looks like we have the 11th pick right now. Who knows? Maybe we move up. Probably not. It's not very common. I don't know that we've ever moved up from double digits to a top four pick. We'll see. Maybe, maybe that changes. Uh, so far, it is going uh, exactly according to plan. Cavaliers 14, Bulls 13. Let's see. 12 we have the utah jazz yep and they stick here it is are we going to move up or are we going to stay the same probably stay the same only a two percent chance of moving up and yep we do not move up so we will stick with uh, those lottery results and we actually have two picks uh, via a trade we were able to pick up a trade up uh, let's see a draft pick from houston which ends up being the 20th pick in this draft so that's pretty good maybe we move those maybe we use those to move up I think I think we definitely have some options uh, for this team, and and we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, taking a look, uh, all our staff we have that all set up so that that's all ready to go. So Ryan Saunders is still the coach. Um, you know, you're set up uh, uh, very solidly just in terms of uh, the future with this team. We got Gerson Rosas as our GM, so we can definitely skip right through this and move up towards the draft market. There's nothing really there that makes a lot of sense as far as we're concerned. So we're just going to jump ahead to the draft. And take a look at our pick, which is pick number 11. Or at least that's our first pick anyways. Taking a look at uh, some of the prospects that make some sense. One of the best players available would be a power forward. Maybe the power forward of the future if we aren't able to hold on to uh, DeMontis Sabonis long term. Uh, the best available player, it looks like, is Cam Fletcher. Uh, 19 years of age. And he is a, a B-plus overall, which is pretty good. Uh, there's no we sometimes we like to look at players and see who has the best wingspan or who's the tallest player. Uh, no one's real tall. No 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 one really jumps off the page at this point. Uh, but Cam Fletcher could make some sense. Let's see if they have a listing for what his potential is. Uh, his potential is listed as an A. That's pretty good. There is a guy that is actually listed as an A plus potential. He is a, a, a pretty good player as well, and he is a power forward. Now, the big thing, of course, is going to be uh, what is his age? What are his other uh, accomplishments in terms of uh, uh, some of the other things we can look at? Uh, another player that's got an A-plus potential is a small forward. So we'll see here. 
Uh, 20 years old is Mac Marshall. He's a power forward center. He is 20 years old from UCLA. So 20 is not bad. That's still relatively young. It's nice when you can get 18-year-olds just because it gives you a little more room to kind of grow. But an A-plus potential is nice. And it's not, uh, you know, B versus B-plus, not a huge difference. We are going to grab Mac Marshall. I think that makes the most sense uh, just in terms of guy that's going to have maybe that high ceiling. And then we do have the 20th pick in the draft. I'm interested to see what other options uh, for players, like who slid, uh, who didn't slide. Is there anyone available from that list from earlier? Maybe a guy that's got uh, uh, some more potential. That would be a big thing we'd want to look for. All right, so taking a look at uh, potential-wise, that George Dean that we talked about earlier, a small forward, he's actually still available. And we're going to grab him. So we got two A-plus potential players uh, basically in the top 20 of the draft. They say he isn't the fastest player or the strongest player or the best shooter. His well-rounded game was good enough to catch the attention of the NBA scouts, and it's a good spot for him to go. So kind of a jack-of-all-trades, a master of none, I guess, would be a, a good way to describe that player, which, considering the make of our team, that's what we need is some good role players. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Now we're in the second round. A guy that's been available for a while, actually, is a, a 22-year-old by the name of Monty Wagner, although we already drafted a small forward. That's the position he plays as well. So maybe it doesn't make a ton of sense for us to go after someone that uh, fits that. We could also go for a niche player, Giovencio Izzo. Uh, maybe it's Tom Izzo's kid. Um, they don't know what his potential is, but he's from Italy. He's a B-minus overall, A-plus for three-point shooting. I mean, that's, that's something we might want to consider. You also, if you want to go for a player that's just really good at defense, we have a, a center that's actually out there. Uh, really, really good perimeter defense, surprisingly, and uh, decent inside defense. That's a little surprising, though, like I said, for a center. But I think uh, this late in the draft, a guy that can shoot the three probably makes a lot of sense. Another guy that's interesting, there is a Lefteris Amanatidis. He is a shooting guard, a three-point specialist. That's what they're both listed at. Although the one guy is listed as being better at the perimeter defense, I think age is going to probably be the determinant. And actually, both of these players end up coming from Italy, or one's from Italy, one's from Greece. Uh, Izzo's younger. We're going to grab Izzo. Uh, that's a six-seven uh, small forward, so you get some good size out of that too, and a great three-point shooter. And he's going to come over right away. The other player was four years older, which is not ideal. By the way, uh, oh nope, they don't. I was going to see what the scouting report was, but I missed that. And we do have, we actually do have one more uh, a pick available to us. We don't have to use it, but there's generally not a lot of value for late second round picks. And so maybe we can get it. Uh, maybe as a Eurostash player, there's a player by the name of Jeb Hurley from Australia, a B minus overall, position rank 19. And he doesn't jump off the page necessarily, but it could make some sense to grab a guy like this. Uh, let's see, he's expected to stay overseas for two seasons. And so uh, if you need him now, don't draft him now. We don't need him now. I think that's part of the, the big issue there. So that's one thing to keep in mind. And again, uh, a B- minus in terms of his overall. So he could, have a, he could turn into a decent player. We'll see if we have any idea on his potential. We do not. There is, by the way, still one A-plus potential player. He is a uh, 22-year-old Tracy Hilliard. It says he measured out with an 83-inch height which is bigger than his previous listed measurements. Uh, yeah, a de it sounds like he's a you know an interesting player. Long-term, it uh, looks like he's a decent defender, a decent three-point shooter, 
Again, he's only a C overall. And at 22 years of age, uh, that's a little tough for me. I don't know if we want to go that route. We're going to go with the player from Australia, I think. We're going to stash him and uh, hope that he turns into something. But again, I think that was part of the issue with our, uh, again, quote-unquote big three, is I don't know that we had the correct players around them. Now we're starting to kind of uh, filter that and, and maybe uh, figure out a way to get the, the best fits uh, in terms of depth, in terms of bench, that sort of thing. So we are going to sign all of these rookies. In fact, even Gio Vencio Izzo, uh, even he's in the 70s for a 20-year-old and for an A-plus three-point shooter, and he's not going to make a lot of money. I, I mean, I, I just think it makes a lot of sense to go after that. We are going to keep uh, our other young players, so both Nas Reed and Scotty Barnes. Those were both uh, team options. And then we have a number of qualifying offers to extend. Uh, we have our two-way players from last year. One of them got really good. We have our backup point guard, Ashton Hagens, who's already up to 76 overall at 21 years of age. Makes some sense to keep him. We also have Don Floyd, 19 years of age, a 73 overall already. And how about Josh Akogi, uh, 23 years old now at this point in his career in this simulation, already up to an 83, looking very, very good. So we're going to obviously extend all those players uh, and keep, uh, you know, some of them. We can't keep them all. You know, you only have 15 roster spots plus two two-ways. So we'll see what we can actually uh, bring together here. We'll uh, go through the rest of the offseason, come back at you at the start of the 2022-2023 season. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But a Channel, and we are the Howl. All right, so I would say for the most part, this offseason went about as well as it possibly could have. Let's break down the roster. We have D'Angelo Russell and Ashton Haggins are our point guards. And Hagens has taken a pretty good leap, which is good. He's a much more qualified backup at this point. Then looking at, we have uh, Devin Booker, Josh Akogi, Juwan Evans, or sorry, Jacob Evans III, and then our previously our, our two-way player we ended up uh, keeping for the qualifying offer, and that is Don Floyd. Small forwards, we have Denny of Deja, who we were able to trade for. It was huge, and the reason we wanted to get him was because we needed someone that was stronger at that three position. We just didn't have any good value there. Our best player was Jake Lehman, who really just never got that good in the Sims, and we wanted to move on. We have our uh, guy that's overseas right now, the Jeb Hurley. We then have Giovencio Izzo, our rookie. We also have another rookie, George Dean. So we don't have great depth there. That's a position that uh, it could be a little stronger. Power forwards, you have uh, Sabonis, Spellman, our rookie, Mac Marshall, C.J. Carter, who was our previous our two-way player, and then our new two-way player, Robert Gibbs. Centers, Carl Towns and Nas Reed. Pretty, pretty uh, solid group of guys. We'll simulate through just a couple weeks of the season, and then we'll take a look at the power rankings quick just to get an idea. Uh, our chemistry, by the way, is in the mid-70s, which is pretty good. And we start off a season uh, 2-0. and And I think that's as good a time as any just to take a peek at what they think we are, are kind of looking at. So power rankings, we are 7th according to NBA.com. 2K Sports tends to hate us always, and they still do, as is 28th. And we are 7th according to Eric Benish. So some pretty, uh, pretty good numbers there. I think there's a lot to like with what we've kind of uh, uh, built into that, uh, that realm, I guess. I love the roster. We were able to hold on to a few guys for just the qualifying offer because we didn't have a lot of money. So it's going to be probably important. We'll have to probably find a way to get a draft pick to uh, probably get a better another backup point guard or just go with a veteran. I don't think Haggins is going to be able to be kept long-term. He's going to make, I think, a lot of money next year in free agency. Um, so we'll see what happens there. 
uh, as far as uh, the team is concerned, a 5-2 and two start. So a very solid start so far. And I do think we're going to be able to turn it around. Ultimately, I do think this big three is going to find a way to make it work and be successful. So uh, time will tell on that. Six and four as we are mid-November. So far, so good. I, I have seen some other people that have done similar games to what we're similar sims uh, within 2K to what we're doing and had very, very good success. In fact, I had a friend of mine who did... Uh, now, again, I think a lot of it depends on how far down the line you go. Uh, the coaches you bring in, the bench players, just kind of how the whole roster uh, ends up being assembled. He got three to four championships uh, so far in his sims. So I think a lot of it just depends on the role players you end up bringing in on this team. So there's a lot of potential. And if, you're, if you have a way to do this, I think it's worth it. One of the guys that we moved on from, actually, in the offseason, just because 2K doesn't value him enough, and that's uh, Malik Beasley, I do think that in real life, there's a potential that he becomes what we are hoping, at least in this sim, Booker is. And so maybe you don't need to go after a guy like that. And speaking of uh, looking at Malik Beasley, my understanding is some people think that the deal that he turned down previously, uh, three years 30, that's probably around what he's probably going to end up getting just because he has had a bit of a down year. And even if he finishes finishes the year pretty strong, I don't think he's going to probably be able to do enough to raise that value a whole lot. And so I think you're going to be able to get him relatively affordably. You know, I think if you have to go up to, let's say, 12 a year, it's not the end of the world. So that's going to be a big storyline to watch for. Same with Juan Hernan Gomez. My understanding, a lot of people think he's going to be starting. And if he does end up starting here, that could raise his value. But again, that's a guy that I've seen some people say maybe he makes, you know, four or five million. I mean, it's tough to say. I don't know what he's going to end up make or what he's going to demand. But a big, big part of this offseason is going to be able to see uh, what ends up coming up of those two players? You you did include a first-round pick. So one of the picks you got in the Robert Covington trade, you were willing to put that in there for these players. Obviously, they're players that you value, and you're going to want to re-sign. And the good news is they're both restricted free agents, so that's not a problem. Uh, as we're hitting the 2023 uh, uh, year, we are 22-9. and nine. Team is absolutely killing it right now. Good idea to take a look at not only the standings, but the power rankings. NBA.com has us as number one in the league. 2K Sports actually likes us all of a sudden. Two in the league. And then you have the number one ranked team, according to Eric Banish, is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Very cool there. League standings, we are the best team in the Western Conference at 23-9. and nine, And we would still be the best team in the Eastern Conference. So we are the number one team in the league currently. As we uh, continue to jump ahead to the beginning of February, which is the trade deadline. And then, of course, uh, hopefully a strong second half of the season. And we're, bowling, we're we're playing well against some good teams. A nice win against the Grizzlies. We blew out the Bucks. We uh, close win against the Magic. This is a team that is really playing some of its best basketball right now. And I talked about how a lot of it was getting the right players around them. I think we were a little young in those first few seasons. And without veteran presences, or without a veteran presence on this team, I think that definitely uh, lowered our floor quite a bit and our ceiling. Now that we have uh, some of our younger players have kind of taken that, taken that next step, our youngest guys, you know, Towns, Booker, D'Angelo, now they've all turned into veterans, I would argue, at this point. So a very, very uh, solid-looking squad so far. The other issue we run into long-term this is really the winner to win the championship. Now, we'll be able to make some moves to solidify things, but we're not going to have Sabonis after this year. We're, I don't think we're going to have the ability to re-sign him. 
That's going to be tough. The other guy that's going to be tough to resign is Denny Avdija. I think he's a player that we could lose just because he's probably going to make quite a bit of money. One of the best young power, small forwards on the uh, on the roster. He's one of the best in the league, and we had to give up quite a bit to get him. So it was a gamble for sure. A gamble that I think is going to end up worth it, worth it, especially if we do end up making the championship game and winning a championship. 34-12 and 12 is our record so far. I mean, this is fantastic. We're about a week away from the trade deadline. Uh, no signs of slowing up. We keep winning games. We're almost to 40 wins already, and we're not even at the trade deadline. 35-12 and 12 so far. We are on currently a five-game win streak, unfortunately. Then we, then we lost to the Cavs, which is uh, obviously a pretty bad loss, if you ask me. But overall, you're not going to complain with a, a loss here or there. Uh, unfortunately, then another loss, a pretty big loss, actually, to the Chicago Bulls. So while it's not, I'm not going to say that it's been up and down. It's been mostly up. We are on a bit of a losing streak right now going into the trade deadline. We'll take a look here at the contract extensions page. Is anyone willing to re-sign? D'Angelo Russell is willing to re-sign for a max deal. We, of course, are willing to uh, do that. Carl Towns, by the way, undecided. And I'll tell you right now, if you bring in D'Angelo Russell like we like we did, and then if we do end up bringing in Devin Booker, if you if this is the team you put together, 100% Carl Towns is going to re-sign with you. I think it's kind of ludicrous that he's not sure. And then Devin Booker, oh, I'm a test-free agency. No, you're not. In real life, that's a no-brainer. Those guys are going to re-sign. And as far as the rest of the team, no one else is eligible or no one else is willing to say anything yet. Nas Reed, he's already up into the 80s as far as his overall. He has definitely improved. He's going to test free agency. Jacob Evans, who's been a solid depth shooting guard, he's undecided. So there's really no one other than Russell that we were able to uh, really come to terms with. No one else is looking to make any sort of deals yet. So we're going to simulate through the end of the season, and we'll come back at you and let you know how we did. And then we'll start up the playoffs. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. And we are, of course, your source for all things Timberwolves, the Howl. So the team finished 57-25. and 25. Fantastic. Let's take a look at the superlatives. Giannis is your MVP, as always. Uh, rookie of the year is Malcolm Casalone with the Lakers. Uh, Dennis Schroeder's sixth man of the year with the Spurs. Uh, defensive Player of the Year is Anthony Davis with the Lakers. Your most improved is Theo Maladin. Uh, Theo Maladin, actually uh, one of the members of this coming uh, 2020 draft class. Coach of the Year is Brett Brown again. Uh, no one from our team, unfortunately, makes an NBA first team or second team or third team. Wow. That's the first season that that has happened. An all-defensive, not really a surprise that uh, no one on our team made that list. And uh, unfortunately, our rookies did not make it either. So uh, kind of interesting there. Let's take a look. We are the number one seed in the West. Not surprising. Let us simulate through round number one. We're taking on the eight seed Clippers. Uh, Clippers are up 1-0. Wolves pull back 1-1. They're up 2-1. Wolves up 3-1. Can they finish it off? And they can. Moving on to take on last year's champions, the four seed Los Angeles Lakers. Here we go. Uh, 1-0 Lakers. Uh, 1-1 Wolves. Ooh, 2-1 Lakers. 2-2. Come on, Wolves. 3-2. Wolves take the lead. Wow. And we're eliminated in the second round. That's crazy to me. The number one team in the entire league throughout the regular season just could not get it done. Now, 
for the next season. We will be bringing Kevin back in as my co-GM, and we'll take a look. Maybe Kevin has the answers. We will see. But so far, uh, it has not worked out for the Timberwolves and for this big three. And I'll tell you, the squad we put around these guys was fantastic. I don't know how you could have asked for a much better team here, and they still couldn't get it done. And to me, that's uh, a pretty big problem. Although I'll tell you this, the last game we lost, Nas Reed, 11 points, 4 assists, 0 rebounds. If your backup center is getting 0 rebounds, that is 100% a problem. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Than a Channel, and we are the Howl. Kevin has joined now, and we are going uh, through. So it's the 2023 season right now, and we had lost in the second round to the four-seed Lakers. We're the number one overall seed, but apparently 2K doesn't care about that. So let's. Uh, we're going to have to redo it now. It's yeah, giving it us a second chance, I guess. It didn't save it, so it's a second chance at winning, and now so I'm here. So I'll, go over your, I'll go over the roster for you. So we have uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Ashton Haggins. We have Booker Okogi, Evans the third, and Don Floyd. I, I don't remember who that is. I drafted him, I believe. Uh, we have Denny Abdija. We have Jeb Hurley. I know I drafted that guy. Uh, we have Gio Vencho Izzo, who actually is like an amazing shooter, I guess. We have George Dean. It, this is like a weird name team. And then Robert Knight. Uh, we got DeMontis Sabonis. Nice. Um, which didn't help us in the first time we traded for him. Of course not. Um, Amari Spellman is still here. We have Mac Marshall. Uh, Robert Gibbs, our two-way player. And then C.J. Carter. And then we have Carl Towns and Nas Reed. Which Nas Reed is getting real good as a yeah, backup. Yes. Holy cow. Carl Towns up to a 95, but so far it hasn't meant wins. On four, oh, sorry, it meant regular season wins. It has not meant yes. uh, other than that. So let's simulate the round here. We had already beat them the first time, so hopefully we win again because we're definitely better than the eighth seed. We're the number one overall team in the league. Uh, 2-1, 2-2. So, yeah, watch. We'll probably lose this now. All right, 3-2. And so the number one team in the league, we redo it. And this time, we don't even make it past the first round. Wow. So I was not good luck. You're terrible luck. How does that even, like, what? Like, to me, that, that's my one issue with 2K. Like, that's not realistic. It's especially not realistic uh, given that's a pretty garbage basketball team. Yeah. Markel Fultz with 36 points. Matthew uh, Minnesota's Hurt, Matthew Hurt. 18. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson. Keldon, <laughs> Keldon Johnson. Johnson. Uh, with 16. So, granted, they have Kawhi Leonard, but... That's pretty much it. Kendrick Nunn? I don't know how they got him. Uh, Gary Harris. Montrez Harrell led the team in, in, uh, in minutes, basically, and he did nothing. I, I don't get it, man. What, who's, like, someone's sucking. Booker was good. Towns was really good. Almost, almost a triple-double. D'Angelo Russell was really solid. Uh, Denny so Abdija was good. After our, after our starting five, we had no production. DeMontis. DeMontis Sabonis. Go down. Yeah, he did nothing. He Two just pooped. Points, hey, he pooped the bed. Yeah, yeah, he did. Wow. Well, I think I don't. I don't think he's under contract after this year. I could be wrong though. All right. Well, I guess we'll see who wins it. I believe it's been. I think the Lakers won it last year, but I don't know. Yeah. See, of course, Lakers. Now you know what it is. It's rigged. The NBA wanted a Lakers Clippers uh, second round matchup. And then, the Lakers are going to be Memphis yep, and, and beat the 76ers. 76ers, I believe, have made it a couple times now to the to finals, which I don't think that's never happening. So there you go. NBA champion, which, uh, by the way, Lakers. Have you, have you heard the news today that uh, uh, NBA teams are under the impression that Joel Embiid 
will not be on the team past the 2020-2021 season. Well, so you heard he, he was – didn't he flick off the fans or something? He shushed them. That's right. He was. He did the shh. Yep. I, uh, I, am I the only person that finds him super unlikable? Have you – well, and, and here's my thing is obviously like everybody calls Carl, Carl Towns soft. Usually he's, he's just super soft against Joel Embiid. But if you watch Joel Embiid against Giannis, Joel Embiid was softer than butter. I mean, he looked really bad against Giannis. And it's weird how quickly Joel Embiid seems to have kind of fallen off a little bit because he was seen really early on as this dominant player and this dominant force. And now he's now he's kind of fallen off a bit. I feel like he's overrated, but I don't know that that most people don't feel that way, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I would agree with that statement. I just don't I don't know. There's something I'm just not all in on Joel Embiid. I'm never going to be all in on Joel Embiid. I just don't. He's he can't stay healthy. This whole like getting angry at the fans. Now I will say the fans were wrong in this instance. Uh, the, do you remember what the specific was? What did they they did something? Do you recall? Did they boo him or something? I think they booed him. I don't. I don't remember. Well, that's why he was pissed. I think they booed him at a game. I mean, to be fair though, Philadelphia fans are are pretty much just overall garbage. Yeah. Yep. Like we've known that for a long time. Yeah. As Vikings fans. As Wolves fans, it's it's clear. Uh, so as we're going through, we are working on making offers to our coaches now. But Rob, I wanted to to touch base on this because I actually found this pretty pretty funny. I'm not the biggest fan of Draymond. I think he's he's a, a system product. Uh, but he was uh, uh, the Warriors are taking on the uh, Miami Heat tonight, and a reporter out in Golden State asked Draymond. Uh, how he how he feels playing against Andre Iguodala tonight, uh, and and Draymond with a smile on his face said, "I'm gonna flagrant foul him, flagrant two. The reporter asked him in the first quarter, and he goes, "As as soon as it, as I get a Wait, chance." And who's he gonna do this to? Andre Iguodala. Oh, that's <laughs> he goes, funny. He goes, "It'll be worth it. I get to talk about that for the rest of my life with him." He laughed. Obviously, he's joking. He went into a, a spiel too about how. Um, he loved playing with Iguodala, and he's he's really happy to see him. So uh, I just I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Draymond taking his uh, his reputation a little bit and kind of having some fun with it. So that was that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I appreciate him uh, in that in that aspect. I'm not a big you know ball kicker fan, but you know some teach their own. I'm not, I'm not either. Uh, they named the Eastern Conference Player of the Week uh, just a couple minutes ago. By the way, Rob, uh, Jason Tatum gets it for the East. Have not heard on the West. And uh, Malik yet. Beasley for the West, obviously. That's that's yeah. oh Jordan McLaughlin. Oh Jordan McLaughlin, yeah, for sure. I uh, well, and we'll get into that. We'll talk to the game. We'll talk about the game a little later. But very, uh, very much uh, uh, a lot of fun from the real life Wolves uh, at the moment. A lot of fun. Uh, so we are about to start our NBA draft, and Rob, we don't have a first round pick, do we? No, I was creative last year and, and made some moves, but I believe we do have a second round pick. But I think it's interesting, or at least imperative, we actually take a look and decide: is it worth keeping some of these players? I don't think Sabonis is worth keeping if he's just going to not show up for the playoffs, and he's I, only on a one year deal. I would agree. And he's making if you're going to make twenty two million dollars a year, you need to show Here's up. The other issue I have is that a Kogi's getting paid that much. Well, Josh Kogi's also 24 years old and he's an 86 overall, oh, which is outstanding. A season for Josh Kogi. I mean, when you're one of the best uh, defenders in the league, yeah. Uh, we also have over 140 million spent on five players. That's called the Aaron Groshan. That's that's what that is. We don't have six centers on the team, though. No, that's true. We don't have six centers. 
That's not bad. Wow. Wendell Carter Jr. for a first in DeMontis. Because I think if we can pick up a young, like, a power forward center type guy. Jimmy Butler. We can get uh, – yeah, I'm not going to – I don't want to I don't want to torpedo my season. Uh, Aaron, ooh, Aaron Gordon. Uh, and a first. Uh, my understanding is the team really likes Aaron Gordon. I think he's been a target for the actual Wolves. Although, in the game, he hasn't gotten very good. And I don't want to pay him more money than Sabonis. He's making almost – Thirty million a year over two no over two years that's nope. fifteen mil a season no that's no that's that's what he makes in one season no no it's not yes it is for example uh, I I'm go, pretty sure it is no so go go find somebody else that's multiple years you're not paying him oh, that's sixty-seven true. million that's dollars a season you're right you're right you're so right that's a, so that is a fifteen million that was my mistake you're right yeah yeah Gordon. yeah yeah that but well, I still don't want to pay Aaron Gordon that much that's I mean that's actually not a bad number though. It's not terrible, but I, he's not good enough to, like, I don't think he improves Plus us enough. Plus, we're getting a first. He doesn't improve us enough. And this is a deal I think we jump on wholeheartedly. A 21-year-old who's 83 overall. So then are we moving your Kogi? No, this guy's a year-old stash for two years. So he's going to get really, really good. So when he comes in the league, he'll probably be a 90. Okay. Plus, you get a first-round pick, which gives you some leverage down the road, too. I think we need to move into the – well, I, I mean, we need some form of money to be able to get a power forward in this draft. That's my big thing. Because we don't have the money to do it in free agency. So that, that 26 first-round pick that we get for him, I'm fine with. We just need to move that to try to get into the first round of this year to get a, to get a power forward. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, we want to just solidify things. But I just think that, that one prospect – is just, uh, I mean, that's off the charts good. And there's other deals we've been offered that are actually pretty decent, but I yeah. don't think you can beat whoever this John Wall, whoever this Roberto Gonzalez is. Roberto Gonzalez. That's what happens when you don't show up for the playoffs, Demontis. So uh, that's a good call. Trying to see what it's going to take to get another pick. So we, by the way, we do already have a young power forward in Mac Marshall. We drafted last year. Okay. So. We're not hurting at that position, which is the good news. All right, so maybe we look at, like, best player available then. Yeah, so at least it gives us some options or a little bit of flexibility. I'm good with that. But look at this. Three guys in the 90s, 94, 93, 93. That's a good – like, you should be better than we have been. So that's my – good. that's what I don't think uh, makes a whole lot of sense. So let's take a look. So it's the uh, – we have the Suns pick in 2025, and we have – we have the Hawks pick in 2026 and the Nets pick. And so we've got a number of picks uh, coming up that are going to give us uh, a little bit of flexibility. So as of right now, we do not have a first-round pick in 2024. Okay. So do we really want to move into this draft? Do you think it's important? Um, I mean, if we got a guy that you want to roll with, I don't think necessarily we need to worry about it then. Although the, the one caveat would be we don't have a lot of money. See, that's And that's the big thing. So – Right now, we could get we could get pick twenty two, and we could get a a, a a second round pick. Okay. Which might I mean that might end up being our best option, just because you're probably not going to get a ton of uh, teams that want to trade this year's pick. So far, that's the only team that wants to trade the pick. A lot of uh, people are trying to trade us uh, older players. We can get Oleg Belis. Yeah, I'm okay. He's twenty seven or twenty four or whatever it was. Yeah, let's. So I see that 22. I, I think, think that's, that's worth good. it for a, a future pick. So now at least we're in the draft in the first round, and we still have a second-round pick, although it's like the last pick in the draft. So you're not exactly going to get a, a surefire stud at that point. So Dylan Anderson is the best player available, and he's actually 
Looks like he's quite good. Yeah, seven six wingspan, seven, seven feet tall. I mean, that's pretty pretty impressive. Actually, seven eight wingspan. Oh, seven eight. Although, how about this guy? A small forward, six nine with a seven eight wingspan. He's a small forward, and he could probably play the. Jarris Walker, too. I would bet he could. I think that's too good to pass up. Let's uh, click on him. Let's see his. Uh, B on offense, C minus defense. From IMG Academy, uh, his ceiling is George Lynch. And his floor is P.J. Tucker. Although, considering they say he's not a good defender, I don't know how he's compared to P.J. Tucker. What's his weaknesses? Doesn't, Doesn't pass. pass as much as he should. Can well, it says his vision isn't great. Why would you pass a lot if your vision's bad? Yeah, not terrible, but not very good at forcing turnovers and steals. You know and what? I'm, I'm okay with this. Yeah, it's 3-4. Uh, I think it's perfect. So From IMG Academy. That's what they say about him. Whenever he attacks an opposing defender, his moves have the confidence of someone who has practiced that same move a thousands, move thousands of times. All right, I'm good with it. Very polished, it says. That's a pretty good pick, I think. For the, this must be a, a deeper draft class. Yeah, because that guy sounds like a steal. Yeah, very good prospect. And now we're in the second round, and it's a lot of old guys. Like a lot of old guys. There's not a. The uh, the youngest player would be. Uh, an actual power forward, Ricky Burns, 6'9", with a 7-foot wingspan, 20 years old. We didn't scout him much, but he's listed as a stretch four. They don't know much about him. He has very lo- solid, long-range shooting. He's th- extremely thin for his size, and he'll be bothered by NBA athletes. <laughs> Bad at getting steals. With, can't stay with anyone one-on-one due to lack of agility. Bad at getting steals. Who relies on their power forward for steals? Right, exactly. He could be a guy that you take and just like hope he turns into something. That'd be a guy to watch or a name to watch. The best player available, it looks like, or one of the best is a point guard, which you don't need. Uh, his name's Jonathan Harden, and Jonathan is spelled with an H, which I don't know that that's common. Jonathan Hardeen. Oh, and his brother is uh, a shooting guard in this draft uh, named Jeffrey. Oh, you're right. That's funny. Jeffrey, although. Actually, well, so Jeffrey's an Asian man, and I can tell you Harden is not. The other one is not. So it's I, – I don't know. That's very that's very interesting. What are your, what are your thoughts? Adoptive, uh, how about – let's see if anyone has a – if anyone is listed as having, like, a high potential. Oh, Jonathan Harden. Jonathan Harden. Should we just take him? Sure. It looks like he's probably one of the better prospects. I'm good with it. For a point guard, he's not a good Plus playmaker. If he, if he pans out, he can be a good backup to D-Russ. I mean, I think it's worth it. Although we already have our backup. We have uh, Jonathan Haggins. Oh, okay. But I think it's worth it. So that does it for the draft. Um, we'll go through the rest of the offseason kind of off air, and we'll come back at you uh, at the start of the season. I think uh, – although, uh, actually, I think it's a good time to get into um, – we could probably get in some talkers while we're doing the simulation. Did you see uh, – now, I don't know if it's true or not, but I saw there was a thing on Twitter about how the NBA was bringing on – it was uh, Hennessy for the to be the official spirit of the league. And uh, Kev, what are your thoughts on this? I just thought it was weird. Why do we need an official spirit of the NBA? Uh, I mean, everybody's got an official, you know, something or other of of whatever. I mean, and that's the thing is, uh, you know, I mean, there's uh, there's official vodkas, there's official cars, official heating and cooling systems. I mean, everybody's got an official something. Don't look too much into it, uh, especially from a fan standpoint. It's basically, I think it's just another advertising grab. Um, but 
any NBA event that you might find yourself at. Uh, if this is true, you can guarantee that Hennessy will be served there. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it definitely seems that way. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything that we're going to see crazy uh, happening because of this by any stretch. So I don't know that I would necessarily worry about it all that much. One thing we, uh, uh, in addition, one thing uh, we talked about off air was uh, the Tom. What's the Tom Thibodeau news you have? Yeah. So it was officially reported today that at uh, Warriors practice. Uh, Connor Letourneau, uh, who's the beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle for the Warriors, uh, reported that Tom Thibodeau was at the Warriors practice today. Uh, and we all know here in Minnesota what uh, what that snowstorm brought. I just don't know why you why would you do that to your newly acquired player? Like, why would you bring Tom Thibodeau in knowing like uh, you're new? The guy you just got, I mean, legitimately can't stand him. One uh, one tweeter came back with Wiggins uh, PTSD not available tonight versus the Miami Heat. Yeah, pretty much. Like that's how I, I just think it's. I think it's absolutely stupid. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a uh, that's not a very smart move in my opinion by the uh, by the Warriors. But uh, they're gonna do. I mean, to be fair, most people thought it wasn't a smart move to trade for Wiggins. So I don't know. By the way, uh, I think this is uh, the perfect time to touch on this. Have you noticed that like the media attention that Wiggins game got? Like, tons of people are like, man, what a great game for Wiggins. He's done that constantly in Minnesota, and no one cares. Yep. Like, literally no one cares. What is that about? Like, why does it matter now? Like, if it's the same games. In fact, I would argue, other than the five steals, which was nice, the rest of the stat line wasn't as good as most nights here. So uh, what are we doing? I just don't. We're a smaller media market. (sighs) I just think it's so weird. Um, Some other things to touch on. One thing I found interesting was the uh, – have you seen recently this? This is kind of cool from StatMuse. Uh, Damian Lillard's shooting splits over his last 10 games, uh, 51.5 from the field, 51.5 from three, and 91.5 from the free throw line. First player in NBA history to average at least 40 points per game with 50-50-90 shooting splits over a 10-game span. That's incredible. That's absolutely insane. I mean, um, it's nuts. I just – I have to say – if Dame Lillard is not one of the one of the All NBA guards this year, yeah. and and really in my opinion deserves to be second team or better, if he keeps the, especially if he keeps this up, uh, it'll be a travesty. Oh, by the way, the Hennessy thing was official. It is official now. <laughs> so uh, uh, somewhere J.R. Smith is looking to sign a contract with an NBA team as quick. Did you as see? Possible. By the way, uh, was it last week where uh, Dame was part of Dame's big stretch and he didn't win Player of the Week? Yeah. What are, what are we doing? Not even a moments card in 2K. I mean, you know, granted, they've had like three Dame You know, I've been trying to get them cards, to give but... Minnesota players moments cards. They just won't do it. They will not do it. Uh, Wiggins got one early in the season. for He got yep. an amethyst. But, like, and Towns has Towns, one because you've, one you've used it. Yep. But, like, I reached out to him uh, probably a month and a half ago because Gorgie Jang, when Towns was out, had this monster game. And the stat line was something, like, whatever it was, it was absolutely ridiculous. And he's one of the few guys that's ever done it. It was something along the lines of, like, being a center – um, I think it was the percentage or the number of threes he hit in the game. It was this crazy stat line. Two K didn't care. They 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 didn't they didn't give a crap. So it is what it is. Oh, uh, Nikola Jokic is your player of the week for the Western Conference. Uh, Average twenty seven point three points, fourteen point three boards, eight point three assists, and two blocks. Um, and uh, he also averaged uh, three uh, BPDs. Do you know what BPDs are? I, I do not. Buffets per day. All right, so uh, I think uh, we'll take a break here. 
to jump into free agency, and we'll go through this, and then we'll come back at you at the season. We'll have a few more talkers while we're uh, simulating to the trade deadline. You're listening to The Howl, and this is Dash Radio's Nothing But Net Channel. All right, free agency taken care of. Not a lot of uh, splashes, if you will. Uh, we just didn't have the money to do so, so it was really just spent re-signing our own guys. Uh, our roster is D'Angelo Russell and uh, Hag- Ashton Hagens as our point guards with Leandro Morales as our two-way guy. Uh, Booker, Akogi, uh, Roberto Gonzalez, a two-way guy that we drafted. He looks pretty good, or he yeah, could be. He's uh, 21 years old, already an 85 overall. And then Don Floyd, our shooting guards. And he's, by the way, is still in Europe for two, I think one this year and one more year. I believe so, At Gonzalez, yes. yeah. Uh, Denny Abdija, uh, Jairus Walker, uh, Giovencio Izzo, George Dean, and Murray Harvey are the small forwards. What a great name. <laughs> Mac Marshall, uh, Gibbs, and C.J. Carter are the power forwards. And Towns and Nas Reed are your centers. Boom. I think it's a pretty good squad. What did Let's, we win uh, last year, Rob? 57 games. Uh, and then we lost in the first round. Over or under? I'm going to go with under. Actually, I'm going to say the same. Everyone, that's 57. Was, it feels like they too. just do the same. I'm going to be different, though, and I'm going to take the under, but by less than three games. That's fair. Uh, so Tim Rolls, uh, sixth, according to NBA.com. 2K Sports, it doesn't matter how good you are. They just always put you almost dead last to start. Yep. So 27th, and then 6th for Eric Benish. I guess we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, we'll jump ahead. or Well, we'll start simming. It'll stop a few times. Maybe some good deals will come up. You never know. I'd be open to it. So What's, um, our, what's our chemistry at? Uh, eight, so it's at 84%. I turned all that off. I just gave up. Okay. I gave up with the morale and chemistry stuff because look at the Wolves right now uh, from that first game that they had with the new group and they couldn't have had better chemistry. And yep. that's, they just, they just all got together like a couple days before that. And four games in the first trade comes through, uh, Avdija for Kuzma and Noel. No, thank you. That's a big, no, thank you. Yes. By the way. So, uh, something I found kind of interesting and that was a, the, a tweet about the, we talked about Draymond green earlier. Yes. And there's actually another cool thing, uh, a stat uh, that we talked about, actually, speaking of stats, we had the Damian Lillard one. But uh, three years ago today, Draymond Green became the only player in NBA history to have a triple-double that didn't include points. Interesting. So what? Boards, rebounds? assists, and steals. That's actually that's a pretty freaking sweet triple-double right there. So I found that kind of interesting. I thought that was kind of cool. I, I'm not the... I'm not going to say that I'm, like, the the biggest fan of his, but... Uh, this is this is a trade, so we just got offered a trade. I wouldn't even consider it. Now, one thing that I would say here, Rob, is remember who we have coming up. We already have shooters. We need defense. Okogi's one of the best defenders in the league. He's also younger, and he's three better than C.J. McCollum. That's why but they had to include a first-round pick. in two years. Okay, but we need him right now. I think he's too valuable. I just don't think you can move on from him. Maybe you look at the trade deadline. This deal's still going to be there because Josh Okogie's better than McCollum at this stage in the simulation. Okay. All right. We are uh, six and four is our start. Um, uh, the Lakers tweeted this out earlier, by the way. Uh, five Lakers are among the finalists for the 2020 uh, Team USA. Why would that? Why? Like, 
Who's inviting JaVale McGee to Team USA? Who's doing that? Like, who's doing that? Like, obviously, I get LeBron. I get Anthony USA. Davis. Dwight Howard? Why is Dwight Howard being offered? Kyle Kuzma? What? The Lakers didn't even want Kyle Kuzma. They tried to trade him. But Team USA wants him now? I just don't get it. Like, what? Like, what? <laughs> I uh, just... Uh, I mean, the the... The, the point of the matter is, though, is it doesn't necessarily matter who we send out. Team USA has got to win the gold. Like, uh, I just, I don't think it necessarily, and I think a lot of people are losing interest in Team USA basketball because a lot of the bigger stars aren't playing. I mean, obviously, it's like interesting. LeBron and AD are, but. Did you, uh, uh, I thought it was interesting. Did you see the back and forth between Nick Wright, Kendrick Perkins, and uh, Matt Barnes? I did not. Oh, a trade popped yeah, up. Yeah, we just yeah. got a trade. Uh, no, Jay McDaniels and Alex Len for Avdija. No, thank you. Nope. Not even close. McDaniels probably fits a little better with uh, – but Avdija's a better player. Yeah. So this is uh, how it started. So Nick Wright goes, Andrew Wiggins is, ba- is a bad basketball player. He's owed $95 million over the next three years starting next year. It's unspeakable that the Warriors did this. It's over for them now. We'll never see Steph in another NBA Finals again ever. Can I can, before before you move on? I I saw that tweet. Yeah, and I retweeted it and just said Nick Wright is not his real name, because oh I saw that. That's yeah. how I came up. That's how I originally saw that tweet. Yeah, and and my thinking with that is you know people in entertainment take on uh, monikers or or fake names uh, to protect themselves, and I think Nick Wright just wanted to try to tell everybody that he's right about everything, so he changed his last name to Wright. Well, I gotta say fact, he is quite wrong i gotta say this this trade actually uh excites me a little bit uh rudy gobert a first for josh akogi you don't need a center of course you but don't. I, I to me that's a we don't normally get really good trade offers and we've had some pretty good ones so yeah, far we have. so i i think we decline it just because i don't know that another center makes sense man it's, i'm so intrigued because then we'd move towns to the four well yeah but that's gobert, up to ryan gobert to the five it's intriguing. Should we Nas just accept it? Just, should we accept it just to see? Just for fun. Let's do it. Let's what see. We, if, why not? I think, and we get the first two, which is good because we we're pretty short on. That's huge. We're pretty short on picks. It says we're undecided whether or not this would work. Well, yeah, because we haven't decided yet, Rob. But I, but usually it shows up. Well, I don't know. It just seems odd to me. And uh, let's do it. You want to? Yep. Who boy? And we're sitting at a uh, sixteen and ten right now. So. Not a bad record, the but second longest minute, second longest tenured Minnesota Timberwolf is now gone. We do, we actually don't have, and, and uh, we already got rid of uh, Culver. Yeah, so it's Towns and then Nas Reed. Yep, it had to happen. And then D'Angelo Russell. It had to happen. It was just the you know the way it had to be uh, at this stage. Now, uh, so let me go. Let me go further about that. Yeah, yeah. The, go ahead. The, so then Matt Barnes goes. You're an analyst. Remember that you were never good enough to play sports, so you have to talk about it. How are you going to call a man who's a career 20-point scorer a bad player? Next time you want to disrespect another pro athlete, remember, you were never shit. So you get paid to talk shit. Uh, Matt Barnes, by the way, I, what a badass. I'm not a big – I've never been a big Matt Barnes fan. Um, but, like, I, I don't dislike Matt Barnes. Uh, and, in fact, I, I like having a player like him on my team. I think that's yep. the problem is we never, we never do. I think we kind of do now. We have, like, a – a better version, if that makes sense, because I think James Johnson is kind of that like uh, pr- that like Which tough we're, presence. We're going to have like a five minute love fest on James Johnson here later on in the show. By the way, just just I, so everybody knows, I, I, you know, I, um, I can't say I followed his career very often or very closely, but 
Man, I I, I like after in, one game. I like in Matt Barnes to the enforcer role in hockey. You you love to have him on the team. You hate to play against him. A good a good reference would be a, a Minnesota sports tie where that fits. Uh, Matt Barnes is AJ Prasinski. Yes, that's a hundred percent what it is. That is spot yeah, on. it's the that's exactly spot what it is. On. When he's on your team, you love him. When he's not, you're just like, Ugh, get yep. this guy out of here. Matt Barnes has been. Uh, amid lots of controversy. Remember, he was the guy that was kind of going at it with uh, Derek Fisher. Yep. And the whole inbounding with Kobe where Kobe doesn't flinch. Obviously, Which, that's iconic. And you've seen, you've seen that that's fake, right? Like they had the other view where it wasn't actually at his face. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. All right. We're going to break quick because I have to show Kevin this. This is pretty crazy. Uh, we'll come back in just a second. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. Wait, this is The Howl. Wait, what? Jumping back in. Um... Uh, Kevin is one of those people that, uh, when presented with evidence, he doesn't believe it. So uh, probably thinks the world is flat and, and you know, all no, those things. No, okay, hold on, hold on. Don't call me a flat earther, first off. I'm not Kyrie. Look, the thing with that video, yes, you can see it in the, in the, the photographic evidence and what have you. I want to see a video of it before I fully believe it. Because in the video that you see that's been making the rounds for years... To me, it looks like Matt Barnes' arms are not going straight out. They're going out to the side, which is right by Kobe. And that's why Kobe takes issue with it. They start talking. They get face-to-face. The crowd reacts when it happens as well. That's the other thing. You can hear an audible crowd reaction when Matt Barnes pump fakes it, which tells me he's not going past Kobe's head like this because that wouldn't mean anything. Okay, so here, just to to debunk that nonsense – Go to a go to a baseball game sometime and watch when a fly ball gets hit and see how many people react like it's a home run and then the guy catches it in the outfield. That's different. Though. It's not That's though. That's a hundred percent different. I'm sorry, but a lot of it, it angles matter. That is 100% angles matter. Different. Angles matter. If you were sitting, like, let's think about this. If you're at the camp, like, okay, where the play ha- gonna, where the play happens. My mind on this. That's fine, but I'm going to. So. You're not. Where it happens, think about everyone that's on the side, on that, on the right side and the left side. They all see it from that weird angle, and so they all think it's right at him. So why are people behind behind Matt Barnes standing up, like when that when it happens? If you watch that video, there's fans standing directly behind Matt Barnes, who, in your omnipotent wisdom, would have the best angle of seeing it. Why I'm are just they telling standing you, up and reacting to it? I don't know. You're the you're the only person that that's uh, throwing the conspiracy angle at this. Well, maybe I'm the only person that's right. I, I mean, I would guess it be the first time? Won't be the last. I mean, That's it would right. be. The, I think it would be the first time, but and probably the last. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're sitting, by the way, uh, right before the trade deadline, thirty-seven and fourteen. So at one point we were sixteen and ten. Fire sale it. I mean, I really think trading <laughs> the, the Gobert trade. I think made a big difference. I think it made a huge difference. Let's take a look at. I want to see what Ryan Saunders is doing with the squad. He is still the coach, and wow, they're actually running Rudy Gobert at the power forward. That's kind of sexy. Never been done before. And every single starter other than Gobert is on fire right now. I love it. Uh, so is our backup point guard. So is uh, Jairus Walker. Our rookie. Wow. I love it, Rob. So this is pretty it. cool. Uh, very pleased with what we're getting here from this squad. Guys are all up in overalls. To me, I don't think you can make any trades. I think you're just too good. No. Let's take a look. Are we, We've got to be number one, right? Power rankings? No, just like so. Oh, we're, record, yeah. We're, we're number one, we're number in, one in the Western Conference by three games. We'd be number one in the Eastern Conference as well, so it's a it's a moot point there. Does here's the question: Does two K Sports finally give us credit? No, I think they still don't. I yeah. think we're number like two or three. No, they did give us they credit. Did. Okay, good. all right, so we are number one. Interesting. All right, well, I think that's pretty good. I think yeah. that's that's a pretty solid. That's, uh, 
I think both of or my prediction is looking off now more I, and more. I mean, they're going to come back. I will say, 2K for some reason, have you noticed that a lot of times in the second half of the season, teams kind of come back down to earth? Yeah, I can see that. By I the way, the trade offers have not been great since that happened. But I will say, we did get offered Clay Thompson for Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And we said no, by the I way. I mean, we had to say no at that point. It's, you know, both guys are aging a little bit, and I'd rather have the younger player. Our team chemistry is up to a 94, by the way. Highest I've ever seen it in this game. For sure. Well, no, we did we did turn off, like, the... But, even, like, but still, yeah. I've never seen it this high. Yep. That's championship caliber chemistry, too. Because 2K19, you would see more numbers like that. Yep. And it had to be in the mid-90s to be a championship caliber team. So second half of the season starts with a loss. Like I said, I don't know what it is about 2K. Josh Okogie revenge game. You just find a way. Oh, you're right. That That is who we traded him yep. to. I didn't think about that. And that's the only game we've lost so far. because yeah, we haven't lost since. So Josh 41 and 15. went off in that game and scored 129. It sure is. It's sure looking like there's. we got an outside chance of hitting 60. I mean, you got to win a, a, a pretty significant amount of games. Uh, I always find it funny, too, that they, they, when you're going on the, the calendar, it'll show uh, losses at the All-Star break. Like, I care. Like, who, yeah. won, who wins yep. that? Although, to be fair, if the Western Conference did lose that game, we could be held responsible since we probably have at least three players probably. in the game. <laughs> probably. I mean, uh, we're, we're no Lakers. We don't get our whole team to go to the Olympics, but, I mean, it is what it is. We are 7-2 and two since, the, uh, since the trade deadline. 7-3. and three. Uh, Yeah, we're on, we're on pace right now. To really, really push for 60 wins. The one thing I'll say about this game, too, is uh, there's not a lot of defense played most of the time. Although, I say that and we play defense against the Clippers. But it's a lot of really high-scoring games. Yeah. Uh, high, high outpouring of offense from the Wolves uh, covers up their, their potential lack of defense. So we're just about... We can only afford about three losses to pull off a 60-win It's going to be real. I was going to say, it's going to be tough to hit 60 at yep. this point. It's not... It's not impossible, but it's it's very close to being. We need to go eleven and two in our last thirteen. So we're fifty and twenty right now. I mean, so technically it is doable. Ten. What do you, I, I still like my fifty. I still like my fifty-seven wins. I think that could be close. I said no less than fifty-four. It's going to come down to the wire it, it for really sure. Is. It's close. I can't believe we it. can only lose one more game though, right? Isn't that what you said? If we well, we can lose one more game and we can still hit sixty. And there's okay, that so one. We have to win out. Otherwise, we're hitting 59 as the All right, most. 55. Or sorry, 54 wins. So we're at what you thought would be the, would the, be the floor. The baseline. Yep. yep. So that's correct. 55 wow. and 22. 32-point win against the Our Jazz. chemistry dropped down, though, to 86-point win against Boston. We're winning games, though, and our chemistry is back down in the 80s. So someone must be mad. Yep. Although I turned off it mattered. 31-point win against uh, Detroit. 58. So I was wrong, win. too. We did improve. The over would have been the best. If we win our last two, we hit 60. Kings, yes. We're going to lose to – I think we're going to lose to Golden State. I feel feel like it's going to happen. Oh, Rob, you jinxed us. I know. I just – I could tell. The game didn't want us us. getting 60. By the way, how do you win 59 games and Giannis still wins MVP? Come on. He's literally – by the way, every single season he's won it. I mean, so, it doesn't surprise me. So at that point, he's what? The greatest player of all time? Yeah. Although they're not winning championships. They're not, though. Uh, what do we got here? Sky Clark I, is your rookie. I thought his name here. was Sexy Clark at first. <laughs> uh, so for Miami. Uh, six man Schroeder again for the, for the Spurs, Spurs this year. And Giannis, defensive player of the year. Most improved is our guy, Ashton, Ashton Higgins. Higgins, our backup point guard. Although I'd like more than two, two assists a game. 
Ryan Saunders, coach of the year. Coach of the year. Love it. But we don't get the MVP. I guess Ryan was so good that the players weren't the reason why we won. Yep, exactly. It was all Ryan. So nobody on All-NBA first team. Nobody on All-NBA second team. And two guys on All-NBA third team. Cat and D-Russ. Yep. Which Booker's the weak link to me. And I, it feels that way in real life, too. Like, of the three, that's the one guy I just don't care as much about getting. Yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know. We could already have our guy, too. Maybe Blake Beasley's that guy. We'll see. Um, all defensive. Josh Akogi, all defensive second team. I told you, man. The guy's dominant. I still do the trade. I'm just saying. Yeah. And guess who's not on this list? Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. The problem is he— I don't think Joel Embiid is winning all defensive second team anytime soon, yeah, by I, the way. I, that's weird to me because he doesn't play enough. No, he doesn't. All right, so we're taking on the eight-seed Blazers. I'm not about to make predictions because— The Lakers because are the two-seed, so maybe we'll see them in the— uh... We're down 1-0, so we're losing the series already. We're up 2-1 now. We, we made a little bit of a— 3-1? 4-1? 4-1. That happens a lot, I've noticed, in these Sims. We yeah. lose game one, and then you just sweep. And then, we, and then we win out. So we're taking on the Phoenix Suns in this game. Let's take a look. What do you, uh, what their roster looks like. So Anthony Edwards, yep. which is how we got Devin Booker, actually. Brogdon, Aiton, Derek Favors. Bridges, Theo Maladin. This is, a, this is a decent squad. Yeah, it is. Not beat us in the second round decent, but, you know, and at least Lakers it's respectable. the Kings, by the way, in the first round. We're up uh, 2-0. And the Sixers lost to the 3 1. 3-2, 4-2. All right. So there will be a new champion this year. Oh, because like you said, you're right. The Lakers, the Lakers lost. And the Sixers yep. lost. So it's a completely different championship. So we're in the Western Conference Finals. Minnesota taking on Denver. Who do they have on their team? That's what I'm wondering. I, they've got to have some decent pieces. They were the three seed for a reason. So let's see. Denver has uh I don't know who this guy is, J Lo. Uh not J Lo, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, Jokic, Jamal Murray and Jokic, Derek Rose, TJ Warren, Obi Toppin, o- Obi, T- Obi Toppin, uh, Tyler Hero. This is uh, an interesting Tristan Thompson. We're better than this team, but this is a decent team. Yeah, it is. It, it, again, uh, you can't be too upset if you lost. Although I don't see, I, I'd be frustrated. We're up two zero, two one, three one, three two. All right, four two. In the championship. All right. Here's, no, here's no, Rob, Rob gave Giannis some bulletin I, board material. Yeah, I ripped him for not making the championship or winning. Or actually, for winning it. I think they made it. And then now it's up us against them. I don't I don't like that. Who I, else is on that Bucks team? That's a good question. Because obviously we know Giannis is there. But who else do they have? Um, Miles Turner. Miles Chris Turner, Chris Middleton, Middleton Alonzo Trier, uh, Damian Dotson. Troy Brown Jr., Bledsoe. Uh, A.J. Lawson. Tyler Kavanaugh. I mean... We're a better team. It's a beatable team. On paper, we're definitely the better team. 1-0. We're up 2-0. We're up 3-0. Sweep. Let's go. Sweep. How sweep it is. 4-0. Devin. After I said, you know, Devin Booker is definitely the the least important. He wins MVP of the finals. Uh, He ended up at, wow, 34 points a game in the finals. Yeah, Devin Booker. Uh, four rebounds, uh, five assists if you round up. A steal a game. Wow, 47% from three. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you know what? I think he earned that MVP award, by the way. That's crazy. So that's pretty good. And I think that's, uh, I think that's where we'll end this segment. I think that you got to go out on top, right? So at least we know it's 100%. possible. If yep. this is the big three, if you put the right pieces around them, you can win a championship. Simple enough. So all we got to do is trade for Booker, trade for Gobert, draft in the top 10 a bunch of times. Like, 
It's so doable. Sorry, Josh Agogi. <laughs> so we may come back to this, but likely this is probably the end of this series uh, looking at this because ultimately if Malik Beasley continues to play the way he does, if this team plays the way that they did this last game, why would you even need to trade for Booker? Maybe maybe the players you already have and then adding another draft pick for, uh, this year, we, we're probably going to have a decent draft pick. Yep. Or we trade it for a player. That Maybe that's the missing piece. Time will tell. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing in That Channel, and we are The Howl.